1: This is the Brick Geek Podcast, episode 20, for Saturday the 5th of October, 2019, with Mike and Dave. Hello! So, we're all back together again. Yeah, 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 unfortunately,
0: as we talk about later in the show, I was incapacitated on Saturday and Sunday.
1: Because of your walk, I guess.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was doing the walk on Saturday, and then pretty sore after the walk on Sunday.
1: Do you you just just want to jump straight into that then? Let's talk about what we're going
0: to cover in the show and then go back to that.
1: Okay. So, uh, um, I've not been doing it. I've been gaming, but mostly on Monster Hunter, so it's just hunts and stuff. Um, But I have been watching a bunch of things. So I started watching Dragon Ball Super, which then led me on to watching the movie Dragon Ball Z, Battle of the Gods and Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F Um, and then I ended up watching Batman Ninja Uh, and during my work hours I was listening to uh, DC Universe Trail of Time which uh, (laughs) I didn't think it was that good to be honest but we'll get into that later I guess how about you what's your week been up to have you been up to this week? I should say.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm covering like two weeks really. Uh, so,
1: mm, yeah,
0: I played Pandemic Iberia, The Captain is Dead, um, watched A Ghost Story, It Chapter 2, It Ends, um, In the Tall Grass, I also went through Firefly, the series, um, uh, all of the... Graphic novel stories for Firefly and Serenity.
1: So, fair bit. Yeah, I'm surprised you managed to have that much time to read all that stuff.
0: Well, that was two weeks.
1: Yeah. And I actually cover graphic novels pretty quickly. Okay. So you want to go into why you were incapacitated?
0: Yeah, so... Um, I made the decision to do a physical challenge, which was a 50 kilometre walk uh, in the North Downs. So it's not just that you're walking 50 kilometres, but you're doing it up quite hilly um, countryside and at times boggy countryside. So, yeah, it was was at times gruelling, but mostly quite a, a nice activity to do. it's not something you do very often and it wasn't bad to uh, try and keep fit ready to do that and do a bit of practice beforehand. I've done a few practice runs. Um, And yeah, the the event itself went pretty well. Uh, Unfortunately, it did mean that I was very sleep deprived as I had to get up at 5am on the Saturday and we were pretty much walking until, what, 8pm? And then after food and whatnot, yeah, it wasn't until 1am until I went to bed the following day. And kids never let you have a lie-in, so... Yeah, I've pretty much been suffering all week. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was was, was pretty top. It was um, well-organised. It was an action challenge. Action's the organisation who organised these challenges. There, There were a few other orgs, but they did a good job. There were stops every, what, three, four hours, something like that. And uh, the stops had snack foods and drinks and toilets and things like that on hand, um, as well as like, medical facilities if you need them. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty well organised. Um, I have to say that it did piss me off a little bit that uh, the the coach that we booked for our transfers didn't turn up, so we ended up waiting an extra I don't know 45 minutes for a coach and then when we got there that meant that we missed our start time which was 8.30 uh, so we missed that just missed that literally got there about 25 past 8 but you have to be there probably about half an hour earlier than that to get yourself registered and at the gates so we we set off at 9 unfortunately our start time uh, then At the end time, meant that it thought we had done an extra thirty minutes of walking that we hadn't done. That was a bit of a a niggly annoyance. And then at the end, they, because of adverse weather conditions, had to extend the walk by about two kilometres. So you get to the end and then you find out, right, I've got another hour of walking. Great, thanks. (laughs) Um, Not quite that bad, but you know, wasn't fun.
1: So is that the toughest challenge you've done so far? Uh,
0: no, I think it was gruelling, but it wasn't the toughest. My feet held up a lot better than they did for the previous challenge, which was the, um, not the bike one, the uh, the Free Peaks, Yorkshire Free Peaks. That was harder. This was tough, especially with the weather conditions, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say Free Peaks was harder physically because you had to climb three mountains essentially and cover pretty much yeah. the same distance so,
1: so did you and your group do okay yeah, yeah we, we did fine, no injuries no, no, there's only okay. two of
0: us going anyway and uh, okay. about, there's like 1200 people actually walking but only two in the group and uh, yeah, yeah we just kept to each other's pace could have walked faster but Better to pace yourself with others, anyway.
1: So, with this stuff, do you take special equipment for this? Do you take a special like provisions for it? I like, do you have walking sticks. Do you, have you bought like special shoes for yeah, this? Yeah, I've got um,
0: some uh, special shoes, uh, like hiking shoes, uh, and I've got hiking socks and changes of socks that I take with me. But most of the yeah. stuff I take with me is actually my cycling gear. So I take my cycling okay. bag with a um, water bladder in the back for drinks. So I can con- yeah, constantly drink while I'm walking. Uh, yeah, just generally stuff like that.
1: Okay. Do you think you're getting fitter?
0: I don't know. I don't feel any fitter, but. that's
1: well, always hard. Yeah, to exactly. Feel, isn't it? But, but yeah, you know. You, you might be able to tell from um, doing things you previously do that f- doesn't tire you out now you know what I mean like you, your stamina would go further than it used to I mean that's a good way to know that you're getting fitter or stronger Yeah,
0: also lower heart rate if you're fitter your heart generally at rest is um, low, has fewer beats per minute Okay. But, yeah, I haven't really lost any weight. I didn't really
1: expect to lose any weight. I don't think you... Yeah, that kind of thing, I'm not sure you would because... You lose um, weight
0: through fluid, but that comes straight back on because you just drink more fluid. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've done practice walks and the like, and I do quite a lot of cycling, but I haven't really seen any kind of weight loss,
1: it's like, if anything, weight gain.
0: Um
1: but yeah, that'd be the muscle building up because muscles heavier. Mm. So yeah, I think you'd have to also go on a diet and do those things to start. Yeah, so don't, don't really up. do diets, but yeah. Especially with you know as you get older, it's even harder to lose weight. Yeah, it's as
0: a metabolism slows down and
1: yeah. Yeah, so it's like exercise and diet to actually get somewhere. Yeah, really.
0: moderation is key. I think. Yeah. I'm not very good at that.
1: Especially for a healthy, especially you know, changing into a healthy lifestyle. Because some people do these fad diets where, yeah, sure, like, lose a bunch of weight, but it's not sustainable. Because as soon as they start eating actual food again, you know, properly, I mean, even if it's healthy food, they're just going to end up putting it back on because their body just isn't used to it. Yeah. And that's the thing, you can't, you can't, like, force these things. You've actually got to change your lifestyle. And that's, that's really damn hard. And that's why people just don't do it. That's why they'd rather go for these fad diets. So. Yeah, because I'm having that problems. So I'm trying to lose weight. So I'm trying to make myself happier, have a healthier lifestyle, but it's tough. It's really tough, especially when you don't have a lot of time to do things, because quick food is unhealthy food, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, today... As an example of the, the food we had, um, I cooked up. I roasted up some tomatoes from the garden, so these are tomatoes that I picked a few weeks back, but they're still still good yeah, in okay. the, the fridge, but not really good for eating fresh. So I, you know, I to yeah, started Yeah, so I ro- roasted them. You know, fished out any that were bad. Roasted the rest yeah. up, then put them in with a little bit of onion and garlic and. Um, yeah, basically simmered that in a, a bowl, blended it with some um, herbs, so some rosemary and some um, basil. And then okay. we had, that was some pasta. That was for lunch. So that we didn't okay. add any sweetness, didn't add any um, seasoning, because quite frankly, those tomatoes were amazing. But, you know, we we just...
1: Yeah, things like tomatoes, you don't really need seasoning. Well, the, the, these were very, very... Know, all, ch- cherry tomatoes are very
0: sweet, so...
1: Well, like, it doesn't even matter. They could just be normal tomatoes, and as soon as they're roasted, they, they become... Yeah, yeah, sweet yeah. The these way. are
0: just, like... They sometimes add sweeteners to uh, dishes, just because tomatoes... Yeah, she's got sweet, too. Yeah, sure. but tomatoes yeah. can be quite tart as well. But um, these were just amazing, just straight out of the oven... Um, And then, yeah, yeah, we just had that with some pasta and a little bit of cheese on top, and that was it. That was lunch. And then for dinner, we had um, uh, roast chicken that was uh, coated in uh, cornflakes, so crushed cornflakes. So, yeah, so flour first around the chicken, and then... Um, we used like a chili sauce, but uh, for the kids we did okay. um, just an egg wash, and then uh, after that, dip it into the crushed cornflakes and rest it on a uh, silicon tray. Put it in the oven for what forty-five minutes, forty minutes, and it's like really nice and crispy. Kids loved it. Okay, and it's kind of like our um, slightly healthier version of KFC.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah
0: so it's oven baked so it doesn't have anywhere near the oil content it's not saturated in yeah. fat uh,
1: well it's also not covered in batter either, well it? It,
0: yeah it's, it's, you kind of have the similar effect with the um, the coating that we put on so
1: yeah the cornflakes is healthier than batter yes it is it's nice yeah oh cool that's cooking with Dave <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah so, so we, we you know I do a lot of Bread baking as the flax. I like to know what's in my food when I eat it. And I know, yeah, like bread, for example, has a ton of salt in it, generally. I tend to put less in, but um, yeah, you can see when you're cooking it, you can understand why there's so much salt in it. Because it's, you know, salt is a flavor enhancer, and traditionally it's the only flavor enhancer. Mostly, bread is uh, the result of. Water, yeast, flour and salt and that's it. You know, the,
1: Well it is a flavor enhancer and a preservative. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but there there are other ways that so. you can
0: get the that the kind of um, quality without actually being salt, so I tend to do that.
1: Okay. Well yeah. That's
0: uh pretty much me for the non techie side. Geek side I mean. Um yeah, sure. So, ready to dive in? Do you have any games?
1: Uh, I do. But we usually go to like TV and movies first. Do we? I thought uh, we did board games. Yeah. board games and games first. But okay. we am going to do TV first. But first, have you uh, heard about? There's a kind of thing with going on with the ESRB and Peggy because of. Ratings and gambling games. Have you heard about that stuff?
0: No. Um, I've heard about the whole um, thing around gambling games and loot boxes. But that's all I've heard.
1: Yeah, well, it kind of really kicked off because uh, 2K released a basketball game and their trailer was predominantly showing you a slot machine. Okay. Uh, Pachinko and 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 basically like the Wheel of Fortune kind of thing. It's like uh, that was their trailer. And yeah, when you're seeing an actual slot machine in the game and hardly any basketball in a basketball game uh, like people's alarm bells start to ring. Especially as there's been the whole thing with like like People coming out, you know, um, the ESRB and Peggy and that coming out and saying, the loot boxes aren't gambling, there's no gambling in these games. And then they do this. Um, yeah. You know, really on the nose gambling style mechanics in a game. And that basketball get, getting an ESRB rating of E for everybody and a Peggy uh, free plus. And it's, yeah
0: blatant advertising for gambling if not gambling yeah
1: yeah and everyone makes it worse Is a Pokemon game with a similar thing had a slot machine in it got a T15 because of uh, gambling mechanics but this one didn't so people were a bit perplexed about that um and and all they have to say you know the publishers all they have to say about it is that um that there's parental uh parental modes, was it like well there's like parental things in games and in uh and on consoles to uh to stop you know people spending money they shouldn't like and, f- and things like that However, that's still gambling. You know, if if you, yeah, but it, you can't break something for like children, everybody for everybody, and and for three-year-olds, if to make it work for that, you've got to use parental uh, mechanics.
0: Yeah, it seems like that doesn't matter. Yeah, seems really kind of shady to me.
1: Yeah, like if you've got to use parental mechanics for children to play it then it should be rated higher than what those children are playing it if the actual uh, standard version that's the version that should be uh, that it should the rating should be based on not what if you know so yeah a lot of people complained about that and then uh, an article from like 2006 or something came out and it turns out that they actually like, and even on the SRB and Peggy's websites, that they say that they don't actually play these games that they rate. They just watch footage edited by the publisher. That's really bad. And they rate upon that footage.
0: Yeah, that is terrible. That is uh, pretty much very close to what happened with Boeing where I don't know if you uh, heard about the the problems they had with a particular airframe which um, had some software in it that essentially when a a pilot was trying to nose up it kept trying to nose down and this caused pilots to crash Uh, but that was down to uh, a flaw in the software but also Its airworthiness was down to a little bit of bias from the, is it the FDA, the federal, aviation thing?
1: Won't be FDA
0: then, would it? It's federal FAA. Um, Okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry, getting the wrong acronyms. But anyway, the the
1: FAA. What is FTA. Oh, Freight Transport Association. (laughs)
0: Or Food and Drug Administration.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Which is basically... You know from, like, Breaking Bad or whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, Federal Aviation Administration uh, got a lot of their cues from Boeing. They trusted Boeing instead of actually checking to see if the planes were airworthy. So... Yeah, there there's a lot of shit around that, and it sounds like they're not necessarily the only governing body that is doing some slightly shady things in trusting what people are doing it was the was it the 737 i' forget what it was but yeah it was um it was definitely a big problem yeah I think it's seven three seven max That yet yeah, there were two fatal um, air crashes from that plane, and everyone else had shut it down except the FAA, which was even more shady. They were yeah. pretty much the last to shut it down.
1: Yeah, fun times. Yeah, terrible, Not really. You know, yeah. I, don't, I
0: don't mean that lightly. It's terrible times to be fair. Anyone loses life because of shadings. I know yeah you know, we're talking about um a what well, essentially a age restriction on a game, which isn't as bad, but something like an aviation authority really should be much more in tune with what's going on,
1: yeah, yeah, so yeah, shady, yeah, I mean Peggy isn't quite so bad because. Um, because Peggy's a bit weird Because it's a European thing So th- This is because I you know, Once I found this out I did a bit of research So um, Peggy will Base things on responses from publishers And then Peggy has on- an online rating system That automatically determines A provisional age rating Okay uh, With content descriptors uh, you know, based on what they they, they told them. Uh, but that's a problem, because the publishers are telling them stuff. So... And because of that, because of the automatic rating, if it's between the age groups of three and seven, uh, then it will go to a Dutch company where specially trained employees, uh, which they call coders for some reason, these coders will watch a production in detail and then answer... 60 questions online about what they have seen. And their computer program, developed by this uh, Dutch company, then calculates what the classification a a certain program gets. Okay. So it's not great. So basically, if a, a publisher tells Peggy, They'll get automatic rating for like this basketball game. Oh it's basketball. Okay, that's for three year olds, 3 year olds can play basketball. So there goes to these coders and then they have sixty questions to answer. I bet none of I bet there isn't one that says, uh is there gambling mechanics in the game? <laughs> uh so after he answer these sixty questions, their computer decides what the classification of that game is. So it's not great mm, yeah. uh, for, for the three to sevens. That's a bad system, in my opinion. Like, maybe have more hands-on, maybe have these coders actually play the video game or something. Because they're just watching it. You know, as I was saying, the, ESR, the ESRB do. They're just watching what is essentially a a, uh, a trailer made up of what they wanted to show them yeah well and then uh, I was just thinking about it from attention. a
0: mobile game perspective um, having gone through the process on mobile through Google Play I I don't think any human actually looks for it it's essentially a questionnaire for the developer so you know if they they neglect to tell you that there's gambling yeah. in there but people can report them. So I, I guess that's where the the thing is that you you will lose your you know presence on the store if uh, you're caught yeah. lying. Whereas yeah, I
1: don't know if you get I don't know if you get fined or anything if you lie about it. I don't know. The problem is uh, ESRB is made up of uh, game publishers. There's game publisher like company owners on the boards there so it's all in the house that I don't know about Peggy I don't know how much the uh, you know games industry is involved in Peggy I mean they probably are but I don't know I'm yeah, not sure myself but oh, yeah. at least for the at least for the 12 plus games they go to a UK company yeah. and and it states that they actually play the video games ok so they so anything 12 plus from Peggy has people actually playing the game before they rate it um see so yeah, it's only the, the the younger games, which is a problem, which is insane because you think yeah you know, if you're exposing these things to younger people, they should be the ones that go through like a fine tooth comb they're the ones that should have you know all the real uh severe stuff looked at because if you're rating it higher than that, then you know those people have more of a Understanding of things so and if you're like buying an 18 game well it's like watching an 18 movie you're kind of expecting that kind of stuff so yeah they really need to get the ball on those uh, younger ratings I think yeah so I don't think this is acceptable and they need, really need to fix it. That. yeah that's all I have to say about it but I thought we should talk about it because of the fact that like I didn't know about this until I heard about it and like I dug into. to have a look because you would just assume that people reading something would actually look at the whole thing
0: yeah he would um,
1: I mean it'd be like it'd be like a tobacco manufacturer giving a uh, report on how toxic their cigarettes are to you know to the people in charge of that. I don't know what they call it. There's probably a organization there for that. I don't think it's a food stand-in agency because it's not food but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't you, you can't really just accept what people are giving you. I mean, it just feels like they're doing what movies do because a movie is, yeah, you watch it, you, you see all the worst parts a movie gets a rating like that's how movies are rated games are, well they're longer uh, and they're more interactive and they have weird stuff also added in there Yeah, I mean, like you're not going to watch bloody uh, gummy bears Okay, will go see an episode of gummy bears and then like oh, there's additional porn elements added into it so, you know, Gummy Bears is going to be Gummy Bears. It's not going to have something nefarious and awful added into it. Like these uh, gambling mechanics. Because as it is, it's like... I've heard about FIFA Ultimate Team and children in schools uh, are obsessed with their Ultimate Team and their ratings and whatever. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you need to get a grip on it, really. So, what have you been watching?
0: Ah, lots of things.
1: So, shall we start and then just flip between? Because it's going to be a while. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I need to grab some borders. so you start and then... Okay. So the the first film...
0: I have this week is a ghost story, which is kind of an art house ghost film. Uh, in that the there's some slightly tedious decisions they made. It firstly, um, the the ghost is literally a man in a sheet, uh, which is kind of annoying. It's a sheet with holes in for eyes, but it's still is portrayed quite well in the story there's not a great deal of dialogue in this story and the the story is that a man and his wife move into a, a house the wife doesn't like this house, it kind of freaks her out a little bit, she wants to move out, he doesn't in the end he kind of goes with her decision and want, know, it sides with her and is going to move out of the house On the day after he makes that decision, he's involved in a car crash, in which case he dies. He um, kind of... You see, you have a scene in the hospital where his wife um, sees his dead body and then walks off. And then he gets up out of bed, covered in the sheet. But he's actually a ghost. No one can see him. So he walks through the hospital and makes his way to his house with his wife still there. Um, and he and it kind of like pines after her with her there for a while. She decides to get on with her life and leave, which was the decision that they'd made together anyway. And she leaves the house. Then he's stuck in the house with his wife no longer there. Uh, a new family, move in i think they're a spanish family from what i remember two kids and mum. don't remember seeing a father and um yeah he does the whole poltergeist thing and starts throwing plates around the room until they leave and then the next thing you have is um, a bunch of i guess teens uh, there are some older people in there but uh, you know, there's a, a party going on in this place for whoever the new occupants of this house is, and this man kind of talks about existence while he's drunk, and the ghost is listening on. Uh, and time passes by; the house becomes more and more derelict before it's knocked down, and then tower blocks are built up in its place. He climbs up the tower block kind of watches it get built and then jumps off the tower block and on landing he lands in the past and in the past it's the guy who was building the house that he and his wife moved into and eventually enough time passes that he and his wife move into it again so he kind of lives through all of what's going on and he's actually the ghost that causes his wife not to like the house in the first place. And, yeah, it's it's kind of a very circular story. Um, It's it's okay. I mean, it's about love and loss and, you know, existence and what that means. It's not really, um, like, the, the whole fact is in a white sheet. Doesn't really detract from the story. It's still an emotional story. Um, he does have an interaction with a ghost in a neighbouring house, which is interesting. But I really disliked the decision that they made to have almost a, a Instagram effect around the whole fucking image for the whole movie. That bugged me. Um,
1: what do you mean? that
0: curved borders and a shrunk, shrunks four by three picture. Um, So, if you go to uh, IMDb, just look at the trailer for that. You'll see what I mean.
1: Uh, What is it called? I'm telling you, it's a ghost story. Oh, it would have been easy just YouTube the trailer, wouldn't it? Oh, okay, I see. I can do this. Need to mute it. Oh, I see what you mean. Huh, that's around the whole movie. For the whole movie, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's annoying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, but generally
0: not too bad of a, a film.
1: So I, It feels really, I don't know, I guess claustrophobic with that camera. Yeah, it's on
0: Netflix, so give it a go if you've got some time but
1: wait so he's just a, just like a ghost of a sheer. yeah I did something. say that yeah okay yeah that looks awful yeah it's very kind of
0: artsy um the movie itself well I was going to say cheap but yeah sure. it's kind of artsy but it's it, I mean certain decisions they made were just for the sake of being different and that bugged me uh the, the story itself is quite a nice story um, I mean, if you've got some time on your hands and nothing to do, watch it, but it's not the best movie in the world. Talking of not the best movie in the world, <laughs> I also watched The Tall Grass, but I didn't know whether you wanted to talk before then.
1: I don't know what The Tall Grass is. No, you, you might have other
0: movies though.
1: Yeah, I, I do. Do you want me to talk about that? I've
0: them? got a few things, so if
1: I go first, then you can go and then I'll go again because mine are pretty much well I've got I've got three things that are back to back to back yeah this should really be talked about okay in one so way. I'll
0: talk about this and then you can do your three.
1: okay and yeah.
0: um, so in the tall grass is it's a Netflix movie <clears throat> so that should say oh, oh another that one should say pretty much everything you need to know it's a story about a a couple it's it's not really a couple because it's a pregnant woman and her brother um they stop they're, they're they're having they're making a decision they stop by the side of the road they're talking about the decision they hear cries from a field of tall grass they go, it's a little boy calling out for help he's lost and um yeah okay we're, we're, we're trying to find you we're trying to help you and um then they go into the tall grass and realize that. Space is different in the tall grass. In that,
1: it should have been a cornfield,
0: yeah, it should have been a cornfield. But things keep moving around, like, okay, um, they can't find their way out, they can't locate the way out. They can't, oh, it's uh,
1: Stephen King, based on Stephen King, is it?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, so essentially that's the story. And then, um, two months later, the boyfriend of the girl, the pregnant girl, turns up. He's looking for her. He sees their car outside of the church. Looks around the church, doesn't see them. Looks around the grass area and sees his uh, girlfriend's storybook outside, and realizes that she's gone in there. He goes in there after her. um, Finds her corpse in a kind of eerie way, and um, yeah, it's kind of a bit depressed. But he meets up with this little boy. And this little boy says, don't you recognize me? Don't you remember me? No one else has this relationship like we do. We know who we are. I have no idea who you are because I've never seen you before in my life. Um, And then the next day, he hears um, people talking and he goes after those voices and it turns out to be the little boy and his parents outside the church and he he calls them and then realises they're not in the grass and says no stay out but it's too late because the little boy's gone in there and the parents have followed him so it's kind of it has this circular timeline going on and then you know an amount of time passes he's not really aware of time in this and uh, his girlfriend and brother turn up and they also go in the grass after the boy and essentially you find out through the story there's this mythical stone thing in the middle of the field which controls people and controls the grass and um, the father of the boy has touched it and he has these weird powers uh, he, he has perception over the field and yeah sounds very Stephen and t- he he's a bit of a nutter he wants everyone to touch the stone or kills them if they don't uh, okay. and yeah that that's pretty much the storyline um, well the trailer looks really good I I feel actually watched this okay I won't say much more about it but um, okay yeah I, I enjoyed it it's not got the highest rating in the world but it
1: I thought it was an enjoyable flick I think well, it looks better than a lot of new stuff that Netflix is coming out with. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I think it, it's pretty simple, and um, you know the, the circular timeline's about you know a bit weird, but uh, other than that, it's pretty much standard fare. I, I, I enjoyed it, so I I'd give it the thumbs up. But, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Go. And now it's your turn. Okay, well. Uh, I started, uh... Because I watched a bunch of anime, I watched One Punch Man Season 2, and I watched The Rising of the Shield Hero. I decided, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about Dragon Ball Super. So, I'll give that a try. Um, so I started that up, and it recounts the events of Dragon Ball Z at the beginning. Okay, that's cool. So I was like, yep. Yep, recount. Caps that, so... Uh, I know everything that happened in there. Good. Uh, so it takes place after the events of TPZ, uh, Dragon Ball Z, um, and so it, it, it's completely ignoring GT, like everyone else does. GT never existed as far as uh, Stuper is concerned. Okay. Right? Which is cool. Because <laughs> hmm. uh, I've heard nothing about nothing but bad things about GT, so I never I never checked it out because uh, I started watching this on Crunchyroll but then stopped because I wanted to find it somewhere else because the Japanese voice for Goku right, this may be an unpopular opinion but I think the voice for Goku is terrible Okay. it is the worst worst Japanese voice actor I've ever heard um, so yeah I, I uh, quickly stopped watching it like 10 minutes in I think of the first episode I was like stop nope Uh, this is not my Goku I need to uh, this is the first time I've ever stopped I think to go find the English dub because I've not liked the English uh, the Japanese voice actors that much yeah so
0: So, we I can't remember if we watched did we watch Dragon Ball Z with the American voice acting I can't remember yeah, I, think yeah, we, did. I think we did. I've
1: even really watched a couple of episodes in Japanese, but in the majority it was English. Um, so yeah, while trying to find the English dub, I found Dragon Ball Z movies on Netflix that I had never seen. So I did a bit of research, and it turns out people recommend actually watching these movies before Super. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch these and then I'll go back to Super. So, I watched Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. So this also takes place after the events of Dragon Ball Z. And this is after the events of Majin Buu. Um, so, a god of destruction awakens. Uh, Beerus. Beerus? Beerus, I mean his name is and Beerus, this god of destruction has heard about prophecy that a super saiyan god is uh, well exists so being the god of destruction and like the most well one of the most powerful beings in the universe he's like yeah I'm going to go off and find this super saiyan god whilst also filling his stomach he always seems to be hungry so 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 he goes off and uh, tries to find where the sa- the Saiyans are. Because the planet Vegeta is, like, destroyed. So, where are the Saiyans? Where are the Saiyans? They're on Earth. Um, well, except for Goku. Goku is on King Kai's world training. Uh, and by training, I mean destroying King Kai's planet. So, yep. Yeah. And, of course, Goku hearing about a super powerful being the god obviously Goku wants to fight it no, of course he does yeah. because that's Goku <laughs> yeah that's Goku I'm
0: sorry I'm making a bit of noise because I'm just eating a yogurt or rather opening the oh. container for yogurt
1: mm. is it a healthy yogurt? no
0: no but it's a tasty one
1: yeah, I don't want want to go too much into it. Basically, it's Dragon Ball Z, so Goku is fighting the God of Destruction Beerus, Mm -hmm. and Goku has to power up, and everybody else that tries to take on Beerus gets defeated except for Vegeta, because Vegeta is also really powerful. So he's the one that um, stands up the most to Beerus other than Goku. But... Like Goku's really impressed because Vegeta uh, goes toe to toe with Beerus which even Goku couldn't the first time he met him so Goku's like, really impressed with that but yep Goku once again saves the day and kind of turns Beerus into a sort of ally mostly because Beerus really loves Earth food and Bulma is like giving him like ice cream and stuff. So Beerus is happy. Cool. Goku doesn't actually beat Beerus. Beerus could destroy the world, but hey. he doesn't want to because he wants the food. Of course. So. Why would you
0: destroy somewhere where the food is amazing?
1: Yeah, and that leads into Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. Which is the sequel to The Battle of Gods, which I also get, watched. Does, does this
0: get to the point where um, Vegeta and Goku are
1: god-sams? Super god or is that? Well, basically, yeah. they
0: have the pink hair or whatever.
1: No, uh, this is this is where it goes into Resurrection F. Because Resurrection F um, is a sequel to it. And so they fought Pyrrhus and... Is that with the blue hair? Kind of one. Yeah, they've got the blue hair in this. This is where they become the Super Saiyan gods, kind of. And now they've now got blue hair. That, yeah, because that's a temporary oh.
0: thing, isn't it? The blue hair. It's like a temporary power, though. I think when they get the pink hair, uh, that's when they're essentially permanently his, um Super Saiyan gods. I mean, that's their new power.
1: I don't know, but didn't... If I remember correctly, didn't Goku have pink hair right at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z when he was using his uh, uh, was it Ko-Ken attacks
0: I have no idea but they, they go through so many stages I've kind of lost track <laughs> let me just go put this yoghurt back in the fridge uh, I can still hear
1: you ok so yeah basically in Dragon Ball Z uh, Resurrection F uh, of course the F is referring to Frieza uh, Frieza not Fesia. Isn't Frisia sort of cow? Anyway, Frieza gets resurrected by the Dragon Balls uh, with the help of Trunks, Trunks' new girlfriend, because uh, Trunks gets a girlfriend in Battle of Gods. And yeah, Frieza, who has never worked at anything in his life ever, apparently, decides to spend a couple of months training so he could get his revenge on Goku and for a couple of months of Frieza training he's, uh, he's more powerful than Goku is after beating Majin Buu and almost beating Beerus so with Frieza's new form he's taking on Goku and that's yeah, that's when Goku shows he's also attained the, uh, the Super Saiyan God power and then Vegeta shows that he's also attained the Super Saiyan God power. And they've got their ice blue hair. And blue eyes. And blue eyebrows. So they all go blue. Is this, uh, is this does does Frieza's new
0: form look like an alien?
1: It's always looked like an alien. No, I mean like um, the Xenomorph in <laughs> no, his was first his- form. I, don't know, I think it's his second form, actually. No, nice, this is his third form. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. My, my mistake. But no, this is a version of his final form, but gold. Okay. So he's like a, a gold final form. He always looked better in his final form. I never liked his other forms.
0: Okay, yeah, I see.
1: Yeah, I remember his yeah. final form. Yeah. And yeah, these are really good movies. If you like... Dragon Ball Z so there's not a ton of plot to these movies but they're really nicely animated and there's funny moments in there I am going to say there's
0: not really a ton of plot to any of the Dragon Ball series
1: no it's just about fighting people really pretty much who's stronger and yeah there's still Fat Boo Fat Boo's there to be entertaining cool Always wanted to turn people into chocolate.
0: I, I kind of lost track after Boo, the Boo saga. I think.
1: Boo, that was the, that was the oh, end. Oh, okay, track, that's me? probably why I lost track. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After Boo, that, that was the end of the series. Uh, until now, until Super Super carries it on, and these movies. So yeah, if you if you're into that kind of thing, then uh, yeah, give it a watch. I don't know if they're suitable for children. Might be able to watch some of his children around. Because I, I don't think there's any swearing in the English version. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's have a look. What's the rating on Netflix? Um, is there ratings on that? 12. Okay. So I guess there is some swearing then. Hmm. Might be the violence as well, though. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's the whole point. They are violent. So yeah, it's probably that. Yeah. So that's why I've been watching. I've also been watching Batman Ninja. But did you watch anything else? Yes. yes. Okay. Let's go back to you then. Okay.
0: So, I've, d- I've covered a ghost story and tall grass. Next up is It Chapter 2. So, this is the second part of the reboot movie. I uh, covered the first part, I think it was a couple of weeks back. And uh, yeah, so you had the kids in the 80s taking on Pennywise the clown and essentially besting him, but not necessarily defeating him. And they promise at the end of the first part that they will come back should Pennywise reappear. 27 years later, after their first encounter with Pennywise, the Losers Club, they've grown up, they've all moved away. And then they start getting phone calls from Mike. Mike being the only person of the Losers Club who stays in wherever the hell this place was based.
1: And uh, isn't it Derry Main Derry okay. yeah sounds about right
0: and yeah he calls them individually one one at a time and after each call they all have kind of panic attacks but they don't know why um, it turns out that they've all lost their memories of the events of the past it seems to be the further away from Derry you get the less you remember about um Pennywise um
1: well, it. Yes,
0: yeah, it. <clears throat> so, they, most of them, come back to, um, Derry. They don't really know why they've come back, but they've come, answering Mike's call. Unfortunately, Stan, the, I think it's the Jewish kid, um, who's afraid of everything back in the first part, um, commits suicide. Um, and, you know, when they, they meet up, they, they start remembering things about it and, you know, the, each other, because they, they've forgotten about each other. They kind of remember a little bit, but not much. And they, as they start to recall more, they start to get kind of more fearful about the events that happened in the past. Uh, and they realize that it is back, um, so they, they, they set about trying to uh, track it down. essentially, they have three things they have to do in order to um, best it in battle. And one of them is to kind of find their um, token memories or memory tokens from when they were kids. So they all have things like there's the postcard that the little boy wrote to the girl... Um and she kept hold of it, so there's things like that, the little boat that um I forget what his name is, but one of the, the yeah. boys kept for you know, from his from his well, brother's death.
1: Yeah, it's what Bill made George. Yes, of. that's it. I remember George's name, but I couldn't remember Bill's name. <laughs> mm. Bill Denver.
0: Mm. It's a bit that uh, yeah, they all have these tokens. Um, one of them is a stone. Uh, Mike keeps a stone that he hit one of the bullies with. Uh, talking of bullies,
1: right? Yeah, because that was the first time they met. Yeah, him.
0: yeah. Um, so talking of bullies, unfortunately, one of them is still alive, and he
1: goes. Yeah, Henry, the main guy. Yeah,
0: guard. he, he um, breaks out of prison. Well, not prison. It's actually a mental home, and yeah, kills the guard is um, quite bloody and makes his way to... Yeah,
1: because I don't know if they actually went into this because in the book uh, the reason why Henry was put into a mental asylum is because after the killing stopped when it was basically defeated by the kids um, like a bunch, I think a bunch of the murders were, were put onto him because I think he killed his father Yes, he did, yeah. So, like all the murders, were, like like placed on him. So that's why he was put into the asylum. I, I think in the
0: movie it shows him coming back to um, his father's home.
1: Okay. And the police are already
0: there. Yeah. So. To, to okay. It kind of, didn't necessarily go. Is into that
1: in the detail. first one? Was Was this in the second? I one? think that might have been in the second one, right at the beginning. Okay.
0: But yeah. Henry is in a mental institute breaks his way out um, in a bloody way and starts doing Pennywise's or it's bidding yeah because you know he's under the influence still so yeah he he's attack. you know he's going to attack these these uh, no longer children but the, the losers club yeah and yeah it, it, it plays through quite well uh, they they all see images and they're all kind of taunted by it as they're trying to get their kind of his, historic artifacts um and then they they gather together they they perform the ritual they actually go down to it it's um uh home is in the the place under the old derelict building and beneath the sewers and they okay. go into essentially where its landing point was because they, Mike goes through the story of how it came to be, and you know he goes through the whole Native American thing and um, right. they, they tried to perform yeah. the Native American ritual to yeah ritual it.
1: of chode or yeah thing? something
0: like that uh, and they failed miserably yeah because what Mike neglected to tell them is the first time it was tried. Was also a failure, which kind of is hinted at by the fact that it is still around. But, yeah, it's back. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it starts taunting them and it becomes this big, huge spider monster thing, which I believe was also yeah. in the first film, but you know, I mean, the original film. Um, yeah. Um, TV show. And it corners them. Um, injures, you know, almost fatally injures one of them. I can't remember which one it is. I
1: think it's Richie, the the sarcastic, humorous one. Um. Is that one, that's the one that's played by the kid from Stranger Things, right?
0: Yes, I believe so. The one with glasses, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he, he's the sarcastic kid. But, yeah, as an adult, he's, um yeah he's a comedian but also sarcastic ass. but he he gets um, almost fatally stabbed was it him or was it the other one might be Ben no Ben's the fat kid Eddie might be Eddie yeah I think I thought
1: Eddie is the one that killed isn't Eddie the one that kills himself no 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 it's um,
0: Stan kills himself
1: Oh. no! I think Eddie's the hypochondriac, right? Yeah, yeah, Eddie's the hypochondriac. Uh okay. okay. I think Eddie's
0: the one that gets um fatally wounded in the the attack. But what they realise is that Penny Pennywise's all its powers come from their fear of him. Uh so you know it's what they believe, so they believe he's small. Or they kind of talk to each other and you know, start collectively realizing that if they believe he is small, he will be small, and uh, it starts to shrink down to essentially a, a tiny little, almost puppet clown, and then they stamp him. But uh, yeah,
1: what? <laughs> no, <laughs> wait. What's the, wait. So this is just turned into that. what's it? Was it called? Uh Apocalypse The thing from Harry Potter that's in a box Pretty much If you laugh at it, it's fatal to it mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've just turned into that though. Pretty much What? <laughs>
0: huh I can't remember what the, the uh, original TV movie had it as Or what the book had it as But
1: well, I think it was somewhat similar because you had to uh, I think it weakened it if you weren't afraid of it but but you also had the um, the the giant turtle and you also had the macroverse and feeding it through the deadlights hmm. um, because the deadlights are what it actually yeah, is yeah Which sends you crazy if you see it because it's like Lovecraftian and so, you know, it's the the unknowable. uh, The the human mind can't, um, yeah, Yeah. can't handle it. it. Anyone says which is which is what?
0: Yeah, they they pretty much go into a trance.
1: Yeah, which is what happens to Bill's wife. But you didn't mention Bill's wife, so is she not in it? Um, Showing the movie?
0: You got Beverly, but Beverly isn't. That's not his wife. That's not his wife. Bill's... Bill's He's wife like, isn't involved.
1: What? <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, Bev, Bev
0: is in there, and she, you know, she's one of the kids. Well, yeah, she has to be. She's one of the kids, basically. Yeah. But she yeah. she sees the, the lights as a child, and...
1: No, she can't see the lights. That sends you... That, like, turns you into a catatonic. yes but on defeating it she recovered
0: and mm. and then <laughs> uh, and she has premonitions of the future what? so she's able to have seen what happened and who it happened to
1: oh I guess they had to do that because they weren't going to show the giant turtle could be because the giant turtle told Bill all about, I think it was Bill, told Bill about how, you know, what happened, with, at least I think that's what happened, because then they learned that it actually arrived at the time of the dinosaurs. And yeah, well that, that's and what Mike things tells things them
0: through his travels, he went investigating, um...
1: Wait, how would you learn that from travels? <laughs> I,
0: he's read books and whatnot. <laughs> Oh Oh, okay,
1: I mean the dinosaurs did leave a lot of diaries around. No, you
0: never, you never, (laughs) you only know it came before the natives came. That's all you know. You don't know when it came. Okay, yeah, but yeah, overall, it's weaker than the first part by quite a margin.
1: Um, I also heard that they, because of how good the kids did. That they put them back in the second movie is that right they 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 have bit parts in there, so they oh okay you know, they're
0: little extensions of what you've already seen so okay when they're they're talking reminiscing about certain events and they kind of flashbacks to those events, uh, which I think worked quite well, but the the adults were nowhere near as um
1: kind of convincing as the the children in the first part well. That- that sucks because those kids did an amazing job. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and that whole story was done really well. I mean, I always thought the second one would be weaker, being the adults, because even in the book, the adults were a lot weaker story-wise than the, the children's parts. Yeah, were. like the children section of the book is the main focus. Yes. And and so I don't think the adults like either don't make it with the adults. Or you've got to put them in to the movie with the kids because, yeah, like as a standalone with kids versus the adults, the kids one's always going to be much better.
0: Yeah, they did kind of have a a few scenes where they were in kid form, but adults kind of just remembering the scenes, you know, so they were in their original guises, but they were adults. Um, yeah, it, it's a shame it just didn't work quite as well. It wasn't wasn't as good a movie, sadly. Uh,
1: what about the monster scenes? What were they like they were? They
0: were cool. I think you know CGI was pretty good, uh, and the the characters you know trying to run away and having similar scenes to what they had as children. Uh, okay. That was all cool, but yeah, it, it just. It didn't quite feel as um, kind of well set out. Yeah. The guy that plays Pennywise was still awesome. Um, yeah. But
1: I, I, I would have. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. That they would have been good. I think out I mean,
0: yeah. of all of the adults, I think James McAvoy did a good job. Um. He was Bill. Okay. But other than that I didn't really think anyone else was massively convincing as an adult
1: hmm that's a shame yeah do you mean it's just bad casting maybe
0: maybe but I think they didn't necessarily have the best of storylines I think Bill's story is probably the strongest as an adult whereas the others yeah the others are just kind of bit parts aren't they
1: almost yeah he's the only one that has a journey really through the adult section yeah um especially with his wife but he removed that part oh yeah, yeah um yeah wait so uh, was the wife in there at all or just I don't remember just seeing mentioned? the wife at all okay so it was just Bill with Beverly like yeah and Beth, Beth, just got back Beth and has
0: a relationship which is bad, because it seems like she's married her dad. <laughs> or at least someone that's very right, much like that's right.
1: Dad. Yeah. yeah, she did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that was the whole thing, that... Even though they left Derry... Derry didn't mm-hmm. leave them. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I expected. Well, okay, was the spider monster like...
0: Um. It was a spider with a clown's head. <laughs> it was what? Uh, yeah. If you if you Google it,
1: huh? I don't even know what to Google. Um. Spider Monster Eat Chapter Two. Probably
0: be a good. uh...
1: But like, I think that was one of their problems with the new movies. I think they're good. Well, I've only seen the first one. I think they're good, but... The problem... Is as they relied so much on Pennywise, and Pennywise was... Only one form. Yeah. Like... Pennywise isn't it. It... It only appears in a form... To, to make you scared. Um...
0: Well, it is basically the, um... The lights. Yeah. The dead lights, so... The, the forms are irrelevant, really. The, the forms are your
1: they fears. Are. Yeah, and it, it makes you. And he does that because, well, the only reason he does that is because apparently it makes you taste better if you're afraid. Yeah. So if he doesn't have any forms, I don't really know how he eats people. But I guess. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Psycho.
1: And he did land on the on planet Earth. From an ast from an asteroid or comet or whatever, so he must have some kind of physical presence.
0: Well, yeah. I guess
1: what he really is is perhaps maybe a four dimensional entity, and all we see is a fragment of it that we can detect in a three dimensional space. Because although it is here, it can't always be here because you know, being a four dimensional entity, um, you're only intersecting part of a three D plane. So, yeah. I guess we only see... You. So the spider monster might actually be a physical representation of it, so it can eat through that form. Yeah, okay. I think that must be how it works. And very yeah, very the very clown face yeah. looks stupid. The clown face well, looks stupid, yeah. Well, I'm neither thinking. I'm going through the material. He's from the macroverse. He's from a different uh, dimension to us. Yeah, I don't like the fact that he's, like, a, a clown chin. Yeah. Clown chin looks bad. I actually think the thing did a better job of making a monster. Yeah. It looks... looks okay, I guess. Or maybe, uh, because the picture I'm looking is from poster, I guess. Uh... I think it might have looked better in the movie because maybe the lighting would be different.
0: Yeah, I called it... Yeah, just reading up a little bit about the book and, yeah, as the, oh. the Deadlights is in a realm beyond the physical, it, it can't yeah. be contemplated by the human mind. That's why you can never see its true form. Yeah, it's Lovecraftian.
1: Yeah. Like everything I like. There's Lovecraft uh, somewhere. You just poke stuff and I like it. Yep. Yeah. That sounds wrong, but sure. Cool. Okay, so I watched uh, Batman Ninja. (laughs) Okay, sounds dodgy, but okay. Yeah, it's it's a bad name. It's pretty good though, I think. Although there are some weird bits to it. So it's like Batman uh, drawn in like an anime style. So, it starts off in Gotham City, Batman's working with Catwoman, or it seems that way anyway. And, yeah, they're trying to stop a gathering of supervillains, Okay. or or Batman villains, I don't really think they're supervillains, being Batman, Um, but yeah, he's trying to stop them, and then there's a massive explosion, and they're all sucked into the past. But because Batman was further away from the epicenter, he goes back in time um, behind the others. So he gets there two years after the rest have appeared. And they're in ancient Japan. So he is immediately attacked by samurai wearing toka masks, as their uh, you know, their samurai helmets. And. Batman, being the super smart and intelligent fellow he is, asks them why, why are they attacking him and who's responsible for this? So anyway, Joker shows up and uh, has to spell out to Batman, that he's in charge around here and he's a Diamo and he because at the moment they're in a period of Japan where it's a uh, bunch of feudal areas, um, provinces, or whatever you want to call them. And he's in charge of this area, and he's his goal is to attack all these other places to have to unify and control Japan. Okay. So Joker's got this area, and Batman fights him and tried to fight him in an army of samurai. Uh, with Joker somehow getting possession of uh, modern weaponry he destroys all of Batman's gadgets so Batman loses his Batmobile loses his Batwing um, and is in a bad state and then he finds out that all the other villains have taken over areas of Japan you've got Two-Face, you've got Penguin you've got uh there was someone else I knew but whatever yeah oh oh, Deathstroke? Deathstroke yeah Um, yeah so these villains of Batman have taken over these provinces of Japan and become daimos and have their own samurai supporters and there's this smart gorilla who I've never heard of before but I guess he's a long standing Batman villain but he's like the architecture of all this. He's the one who built the time machine, and he's been the the one that given them all this technology and information and things to help them. And so Batman has to fight all these. But luckily, he's also uh, brought along others other heroes who came along to. Take out these villains. So you got Robin. Right. You've got Nightwing. You've got Red Robin, whoever that is. Okay. And you've
0: got Red Hood. So who's Robin? Whilst you've got Nightwing and Red Robin. Sorry. Who's who's the the person behind Robin? No idea. Because Dick Grayson will be Nightwing.
1: Yeah, he's Red Robin. Um, oh, Jason Todd maybe, but um, won't be Robin. Jason Todd. I thought that was Or Red maybe Robin. Jason Todd's Red Hood. Yeah.
0: As yeah,
1: he might actually be Red Hood because Red Hood. Jason like, Todd into...
0: is Red Robin.
1: He's Red Robin. But oh, it okay. could also be
0: Dick Grayson because he's also been him, you and know, it could be Tim Gray Drake. Oh. So yeah, I'd really defend Yeah. Because it's everyone's been Red Robin or it's just ridiculous
1: Um... I've never heard of Red Robin before I've heard of Red Hood because he was in a Batman game and Jason Todd I've heard because he was also in a Batman game so my my references are the Batman Arkham video games uh, the movies and a very limited amount of watching the animated series as a kid apart from that I don't really know Batman Oh, and the audiobooks I've been listening to here and there.
0: Yeah, so the uh, first Red Robin was Dick Grayson when he's middle-aged. Okay. But then Did after they
1: that...
0: He's, um, okay. they say why? It's Jason Todd.
1: Okay, do they say why the son changed to Red Robin over just normal Robin?
0: I think it's just a separate entity.
1: Oh, okay. Nightwing is generally
0: Dick Grayson, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, but it's also been a few others.
1: I think. Too confusing. Yeah. It's like, just call them different names, Apparently please.
0: Superman <laughs>
1: has been... No, that can't be right. Superman's been a Robin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> is it, he is called? Super Superman Robin? stories. Oh. But... Uh, that would be funny, though. I'd like to see that. An alternative timeline where Clark Kent is uh, Robin. Yeah. So, yeah. So Batman's trying to stop all this happening. He uh, finds out that for some reason, going back in time, there's now a prophecy about Japan having Batman turn up. So there's a group of ninja a clan of ninja that have dedicated themselves to to Batman basically so Batman's got his own little ninja army to help him um and for some reason a Catwoman Selina Kyle mm-hmm. she seems to know Bruce Wayne is Batman okay so she's just straight up calling him Bruce all the time <laughs> So, that's, that was a bit weird. I don't know if... Like, I guess that must have happened at some point, if they've used this. But, yeah. So, yeah, the animation of it is great. The story's pretty interesting. And seeing the villains go down this like Japanese style is cool. And I think Joker is really good in this. Um, oh, and Harley's there as well, supporting him, of course. And, yeah, that goes a bit weird, because... All of their castles turn into mecha. And then there's a big mecha fight. And then, like... Uh, Power Rangers. All these mecha combine to become a super mecha. But then... Robin, who's befriended a monkey, gets a flute... Off of the smart villain gorilla who's now aided with Batman. And that, oh, flute, and that flute controls gorillas. I don't know what his name is. Um, yeah, these, this flute controls monkeys. And then these right. monkeys will attack. Yeah, probably. And then all these monkeys attack the giant mecha. And the giant mecha is then defeated by these monkeys because the monkeys then turn into a machine by itself using their body to turn into a giant weapon mecha thing it gets a bit out there it really does sounds
0: like most stories to be fair
1: (laughs) but yeah it's good I would would give this a recommend I would say watch it It, it, it's a good watch the animation's great voice acting's good the story's interesting okay Um, yeah So have you played anything?
0: Well, I still have more to watch.
1: <laughs> oh, really? What else have you watched
0: Well, some? this is kind of watch and read, because this is Firefly, and then the uh, graphic novels, and then the movie. Okay. And then more graphic
1: novels. So actually went through... So
0: watched... All of the, the um, Firefly story, so far, so because it's, all it's still the series.
1: going. So you watched
0: all of the series, then you watched the movie. I watched all of the series, then, the I, the series, then I read... Some of the stories because um, let's have a look at publication history it yeah, is I what I read those left behind and better days I think it was and um, the other half in downtime then i watched serenity and then I went through the rest of the the um, stories
1: okay so
0: there's quite a lot in here yeah. So, I think you at some point had one of the Serenity comics, didn't you? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think you had the first one, those left behind. Um, whereas I just... Do I still have it, Would do you have it? Well, I don't have it. So you must have it somewhere. But okay. So what I did is I didn't bother buying them individually. I bought um, the, oh, leg- the Legacy Trade Paper editions.
1: Which How much is that? that sounds there cool are two that, of
0: them. You can just borrow mine; it's fine. If you, I, I like to own things. Damn I, you! Read, read <laughs> it if you like it. Own it. Um, so it's, it's Firefly. I'm going to like it. So Firefly, Legacy. Yeah, Legacy editions. So I, I, I listened. I Sorry, I read and I watched Firefly. The original Firefly. I watched, and uh, I enjoyed that. That was, You know, it's been a while since I've watched it and as there's only something like 11 episodes it's pretty quick to go through uh, yeah it's, it's got a nice story but then I I think there's quite a big gap before I watched Serenity after watching Firefly originally so I didn't necessarily realise that there was such a big gap in how you perceive Summer Cloud's character because to me it just felt kind of natural but when you you watch it and then you read the story you realize that she becomes a badass during the graphic novels and you get that awareness that she's become a badass in the graphic novels so
1: yeah because only i think only right near the end of the season does it start to hint that she can do Badass things, the skills. So then, when you go to the movie, it's like she's full on badass. Yeah. It was a bit jarring. Yeah. Because she can do crazy stuff. So she's like, oh, how she she's do she's like this now? <laughs> but she yeah. does like crazy stuff in the um, in the graphic novels. And they're really good priced. I mean, I guess it's because it's not like Marvel or DC. And it's also it's quite old now. However, oh, they are not
0: finished. They're still going. I only see two at the moment. There are only two, yes. Okay. So the last one, um, the second one, sorry, was released January this year. Okay. So it's still. So they're
1: doing like one a year, then basically. Well, it uh, looks like.
0: It. I think what's what they're doing is the stories. There's like a two year gap between the actual stories. But if you have a look, there's a weekly. Um, Firefly issue now, not weekly but there's there's a regular Firefly issue, it looks like monthly um, so if I show you Boom Studio stuff so you've got the legacy stuff but then you've got this uh, more recent stuff that's coming out um, that I haven't got any of yet but you can see the, the Firefly 1 to 9 are all pretty recent like Firefly 9 Is September, so last month. Okay. So that seems to be what's come after the Legacy editions. I haven't had a chance to review those. No power in the verse is the kind of last of the the old series, the old the old Serenity series. And these five. Yeah, I think I'll have
1: to. I think I'll definitely pick these up because I really like the Buffy comics. Yes. Yeah.
0: These are considered. I think they were as successful, considering that Buffy was a more successful series, that's pretty good going.
1: Yeah.
0: I think they were Bloom as well, weren't they, Buffy Vampire Silence.
1: No, Bloom is what they moved to. Originally they were DC. Okay, yeah. No, not DC, Dark Horse. Dark Horse, yeah, that's uh, the same with
0: um, Serenity. It's originally Dark Horse. I think yeah. that's why they've changed the name, so they're no longer called Serenity, they've gone back to Firefly name.
1: Okay, and the art looks really good in this. I'm just looking through Amazon. Oh, the artwork is inside. really really
0: nice. There are some dubious ones, as I'm sure there's one where um, a couple of characters do you think really.
1: See, so this is why I want to get a physical version so I can look at this, pour over it, you know, enjoy the the visuals. Um, because they do offer these things in Kindle version. It's like, do I want to see this in black and white? No, you don't. You want the no. physical. Yeah. Honestly,
0: you do. It's good.
1: I I also saw that they are selling um, the Unification War as well.
0: Yeah, that's not as good.
1: Oh, is it not? I've, okay. I've
0: been told that the, the writer um, didn't really fully understand the... The story, And so it doesn't...
1: Well, it's not... Josh Wedden didn't write
0: it. Not to my knowledge,
1: no. Because that's crazy. He didn't write it. So I'm looking just trying to get to it now. Be- because that's like the, the linchpin of the whole story. But then it doesn't like he wrote the... Um, I don't know. I think Did it's Greg it? Pack. Oh, uh, okay. Huh. That's really disappointing Yeah, it's like you would think he would be the one to write it
0: and I think think these are the ones that are currently being covered so if you look at that it looks the like- release is April for Unification War Volume 1 yeah so I think that's what's being covered now um, yeah so I can tell you that most of the story for um the Firefly uh graphic novels is really quite good. Uh there's one I think it's float out which is the one, the story of Wash. That one's a bit weak. Okay. Let I me mean, just quickly remind myself. Yeah, so that's um Yeah, so that's the one on the on Wash. So
1: So where in, where in the timeline does this start? So Legacy edition one is straight after five Play Show. Yes.
0: Yeah, so and those left behind, Better Days, uh the other half and downtime are before Serenity, so the gap between the end of the series and the start of Serenity. Yeah. And then Shepherd's Tale, um, onwards, uh, they're all after the movie. Well the Shepherd's Tale That's is kind touched. of during the movie because Shepard's Tale was kind of flashbacks from um, Shepard as he's dying. And Float Out is after the movie, because that's... uh, But
1: what I'm I'm trying to ask is, uh, like, where... where, So, which is which? Is Legacy Edition Book 2 after Serenity? Legacy Edition
0: Book 2 is definitely after Serenity. Legacy Book 1... It's half before half after so you have to be careful
1: oh ok yeah.
0: so yeah the the first four stories in book one are uh, before Serenity and then the last three stories are after Serenity
1: so is there a bit of a jar then as you get through as you get through it, it goes from this to this, this and suddenly oh this has happened and this or does it actually cover the events of Serenity no it doesn't cover the events of Serenity so that's ok so it's jarring then it can be. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: and, and there, there are spoilers funny. in Float Out. I'm not going to talk about those spoilers particularly because most people who've perhaps watched Firefly and Serenity possibly haven't covered the graphic novels, so I don't want to spoil their fun. But I can no, tell I you that most of the story... The, the artwork's amazing. The stories are good.
1: Uh, I can't imagine what it's like without washing uh, uh, what, What's the guy's called? The bishop dude. Shepard. Shepard, yeah, Shepard. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like without Washington Shepard. Well, some of it's without Jane, so.
0: Well, kind of. Is it?
1: Without Jane? Yeah.
0: But if you think about. Well, they kill off Jane. No, they <laughs> don't kill off Jane. The end of Firefly has. The shepherd just before the end of Firefly, Shepard's saying he's going to leave, and yeah. Inara is going to leave. So in the graphic novels, those events actually happen. So in Serenity, you're just like, well, Shepard's already left. What happened there? And Inara's yeah. not on there either. What the fuck? But th- those things happen in the graphic novels. So you, you're really aware of you know, th- that transition. So I would say, if you're going to... Watch these, uh, read these. I would say, if you don't want to watch Firefly again, that that will work because this who doesn't want to watch Firefly again? Some some <laughs> idiot, but um, <laughs> but it, you know, I would suggest you watch Serenity between downtime and Shepherd's Tale. Okay. Yeah, there, there's some nice spoilers. There's, there's some things that you go, oh, that's nice, and there's also. The continuation from book two, there's the continuation of the, the story of um, uh, I forget the girl's name. What's the girl's name?
1: Which one? So character. River? River, that's it. River. River.
0: River's history. Not not necessarily her history with her brother. Um, it's not the history of the Tams, but it's more oh,
1: history of being experimented on more maybe?
0: about the experiments and other people okay. that have been experimented on so yeah
1: okay yeah, that's so cool yeah
0: that's I believe it's like leaves on the wind it might be from there onwards might be warrior in the wind but definitely in no power in the verse
1: yeah it's like such a cool world huh? like uh, it's one of my favourite universes I'd like to see more of it's a damn shame that they like they didn't want to uh, carry it on but at least it is being carried on in some form and I think if you're going to carry on in comic book form that's probably one of the better ways because you can do things you wouldn't have the money to do in a TV show so I'm kind of happy for it to continue like this and I want to support it so I'll have to get those books my only downside is is you don't have Nathan Fillion or Summer Glau in a comic book well they're they're still based on them
0: they are yeah Yeah, so it's quite obvious that they're the same people
1: yeah I guess they could make a new series one day just of everyone being really old I don't know Make uh, another standalone movie, or something. But I guess he doesn't want to; otherwise, he would have done it already. Because he can't be hurting for cash, can he? I can't imagine so. I'm sure people allow him to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, I find it insane that the unification war, like the. Basically, the prequel to Firefly Show is not even written by Josh Whedon. Yeah. So why would you greenlight this? Because he's busy writing for everything else. So I don't know. Weird. Excuse me. It's okay. You're excused. (laughs) I should really give Firefly on Blu-ray, actually. 'Cause I just have it on DVD. I think. Yep, I'll have to do that. So what else you've been watching, is that it? Yes. I also need to get more studio Ghibli stuff. I'm like my collection is sparing, I need more. I love those movies. Oh, um. Great. Yeah. So, okay, have you played David? Yes. Two board games. Okay, well, I'll just touch on something I've been playing. I've been playing, because uh, uh, I haven't played much, so I'll just get, get those through. So I've been playing more Monster Hunter World. Um, so I was farming some Jorotidas for Jorotidas, What's the plural of that, Drew? Whatever. Sounds but, made up uh, to me. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. So I was farming those creatures for water weapons uh, in preparation for my fight against Angenaf. Uh, Angenaf's Anjanath. uh, been a terror for me forever now, I'm roaming around, always getting uh, under my feet, like attacking the things I'm trying to attack. And scaring me, making me run away. So finally, I was told I have to go hunt Anjanath. So I did it. Uh, He almost killed me a few times, but I used my water weapons against him. uh, Because I've been tracking him enough and getting his level up to know about his ailments and things like that. So I knew I was weak on him, and water was weak on him. So I attacked him. He almost killed me a few times with his fire attacks and his charge attacks but I managed to get through it and yeah first time I managed to capture him and I didn't do any feints um yeah it was good times and now I realised I'm going to have to farm him because I looked at his set and the stuff required for like weapons and that required a ridiculous amount of stuff so I've got a heavily farm engineer. so I've been doing that through multiplayer For yeah try out multiplayer See what that's like so, I've just been going to SOS's on the board, and looking for people through that, and yeah, there's been a bunch of Kobe, Kadachis, and Antinafs. that so I've been joining and finding them. Although people don't seem to want or know how to capture too much, they just seem to want to kill. So I've been helping them out by dropping down the traps, and throwing down the track bombs, so been capturing a bunch of stuff, and gathering those resources and yeah I mean multiplayer is pretty good it does say that it ups the difficulty when you join multiplayer but it doesn't seem that more difficult really and the last one I fought we were running up the ancient tree after Anjanath and what does he do he goes, runs straight into the nest of Raphalos? so Raphalos is just coming down breathing fire on us all and like taking swings at uh Anjanath. I thought, yeah, you know, if you're going to join in the battle, I'm going to join in too. So I start swinging my, double, my dual swords at Rathalos and hacking at him. But he's too busy attacking Anjanath to bother with me. So I'm ducking away from the swings of his tail and the breaths of his fire. Didn't manage to do much to him. But with the battle, you know, the the, uh, the battle there between the Anjanath and the Ruffalo's, both of them dropped some uh, parts on the ground. Uh, is it parts? No, materials. They dropped some materials. So I gathered up those materials. So I got, oh, I got a couple of scraps of raffalos and a few things of anginaf. But I didn't get any claws. No, not claws. Fangs. I really want some fangs. But anginaf just really doesn't want to drop any fangs for me. I mean, like swinging and whacking on his head to break that head to give me some some fangs of his but he really doesn't want to. so we end up like capturing him before his head gets destroyed which kind of sucks but hey I get to capture Moranji that's right so it's, uh, there's pluses and minuses to that so I'm still having tons of fun playing the game I play it for like what what is it now it's ridiculous um yeah I've clocked up 28 hours in the game now it doesn't feel like I've played it that long but yeah i haven't I haven't really been doing much of the story really so I just did the bit where I went to the great ravine and saw no for the first time and uh, i had fun wailing on no uh, and as you do yeah they don't get anything for it though because of the fact that um what's this? You get self-satisfaction. Sorry, I was just
0: um, sending you um, the reason why you shouldn't read the Greg Pack new Firefly stories. Apparently, they're just not Firefly. Um, looking at what happens just from the comments of Redditors. Jesus, you don't want to read that shit. So oh. They've introduced aliens. They get Wash and Zoe shooting each other. Do you not understand the fucking characters in this show?
1: So he would never shoot them? What? I know.
0: Yeah. Ridiculous. So. Yeah. Stay well clear if you're an actual fan.
1: By aliens, do you mean like xenomorph aliens or just aliens? Well,
0: aliens, I don't know. Probably not xenomorphs. Probably something else, but completely unnecessary and adds, adds nothing to the story and actually detracts a lot from it. Because in no time... Have we ever come across them? Sorry, I didn't want to derail you, but
1: I would. yeah, they. That oh, was pretty much done. They like you'd you'd think they would have mentioned it because they found aliens at some point. Oh yeah, especially as these are based in the past. Oh, gosh. Yes. oh my god! They must be based in the
0: past because Wash is alive. Right. Yeah. I mean. Dumb. Yeah. I'm not going to read them at all because what I wanted to see is more about the future stuff not I don't give a shit about the past yeah the Unification War would have been nice but having read this I'm just not going to touch it
1: no same yeah yeah but I'll definitely pick up those uh, Firefly books before they go out of print like Like, the damn Buffy ones (laughs) I don't want that happening again that's never happening again to me um
0: yeah, you end up spending a small fortune trying to get hold on.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I've been super enjoying One Side of the World. I still want to play with you at some point, if, if we can find the time. Uh, at some point, but, you know, our, our times are very, uh... Not, not catastrophic, uh, uh... Uh... Chaotic, there we go. Yeah. My brain, brain fart. Because I, I work nights and you work days so we can't see each other during the weeks and then we're yeah, off and yeah, yeah. but wants
0: to do things with the kids
1: don't blame her. yeah because that's the only time you guys are together really either so yeah, yeah. and they're at school now well wow, one of them are one of the kids are well the other one's at nursery so. so yeah yeah and the only other thing I've been playing is uh, Moonlighter but I've only played that for a little bit um I got a little bit annoyed because my right trigger stopped working in the game and you need the right trigger to do a bunch of stuff in the game even in the menus uh, and Moonlighter is basically like Resetir so you uh... you're a shopkeeper, you own a shop in a uh... world full of heroes and you go into dungeons uh... killing monsters and clearing dungeons to gain items and then you sell those items at a shop. Um, That's basically the premise of the game. And so I needed to use my right trigger and it just didn't work. I exited out of the game because I thought, oh no, is my right trigger broken on my controller? I looked in the settings and yeah, right trigger is working fine. It was just that game, it bugged out for some weird reason. Uh, And I had to use a controller because the keyboard default is garbage. So, you yeah, know, my first impressions of the game isn't great, because of that. And it does feel like a less intuitive version of Resetia. Um And that's a pretty old game, so you should have done better, really. Yeah, so I need to play more of it, to see if, so I think of it further. Um, but I like the premise of it, so, you know, I, I hope that I can get to play it, and look the control scheme isn't gonna just ruin it for me um yeah I, I don't like using controllers unless it's like an action game like Batman games or something like that usually I just prefer using house and keyboard so yeah not great first impression of Moonlighter but yep that's all i played how about you so yeah like I said I've got a couple of board games
0: on here um, yeah so uh, first up I have pandemic um, Iberia which is essentially pandemic covering it's a re-implementation of pandemic
1: what's covering. Iberia? isn't that Ireland? no Iberia
0: is uh, Spain and Portugal
1: oh ok it's that
0: area um, so th- this map covers Spain and Portugal funnily enough um you have different diseases the diseases are malaria, typhus, uh, yellow fever, and cholera, and you have different roles so you have nurse railwayman, rural doctor, sailor, and essentially they have different abilities, slightly different abilities to what you had in the original game but like the the railway man can build railways that allow you to um go from point one point to another within that railway considering it one move which can be pretty powerful there are certain zones that you can't do that on so it is not foolproof but yeah found this bloody hard really did so in uh, pandemic the original pandemic you can cure a disease and eradicate the disease in iberia you cannot eradicate the disease so you can cure it so it's curable and you have to still get the four cures but you can never eradicate it so it's always there and always a danger to you Um, which kind of makes more sense in real life uh, but makes it a very hard game so you've uh, with Pandemic I don't know if you've played it Mike but you have a number of outbreaks that you can have before it's game over and with the continued existence of these viruses you have to try and run around the map ensuring it to make sure you don't get more outbreaks um, and that proves very hard with Iberia loved it, I loved the style of it, I love the um, gameplay, it's pretty much playing exactly like Pandemic with a few differences in a smaller map but yeah, generally good fun, hard book
1: oh, also the Greeks that named it Iberia because I always think of the Roman names like Spain is like Hispania in Spain and hi- like Ireland is Hibernia so I think, yeah. When you said Ibernia, I thought you meant Hibernia. it's an Ireland. So. No, I said Iberia. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So, so Iberia. Yeah, it's a Greek name. So I wonder why why have they use they chose to use that name for it.
0: Probably because it com- encompasses
1: that area. Oh, are both Spain and Portugal. yes.
0: Because Spania or Spain would just be Spain
1: so yeah. I wonder why they just chose that area because the original pandemic was the whole world wasn't it
0: yes yeah I'm not sure and they've also oh, are these
1: sp- the people who made pandemic Spanish I don't know because I be reason why they they do other ones
0: though they do I think also uh, Andorra is covered oh, right? in, I think Andorra is also covered in this I mean country wise Andorra
1: yeah What's Andorra? New Ireland. I don't know, I've never heard of that. Uh, it's the Principality. Oh yeah, uh, Spain, Portugal, Andorra, Gibraltar, and a small part of France. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it's on the border. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. But not sure why they've hit that, but it's a good. I think it's a, a good re of Pandemic. Um, I think it's slightly better than Pandemic, it's harder, and I think it takes a little longer.
1: Um, so yeah, I'd like to play. Uh, I, play like I think I actually own it on the computer, Maybe I think you do because I think they uh, yeah, I do own yeah. the uh, digital mm-hmm. version. Oh, so I should play that at some Yeah, should play it together. I have it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, good fun, that. And next on my list... Another co-op game. Uh, love this. Love the aesthetic of it. It um, they, they has standees um, rather than meeple. Uh, and it is... The Captain is Dead. Circa 2014. So it's been around a little while, but I think it's been... This is like the second edition I played. It was like okay. big revamped a little. Um, it plays up to seven people, which can be pretty cool. We played it with six, and it, yeah, it played well. Uh, and essentially, the premise of the game is you are uh, the survivors on a spaceship, and unfortunately, your captain is deceased he's dead so you have different roles different characters and you've got to try and somehow muddle your way through surviving Uh, you've got to try and get the jump core back online to to be able to survive Uh, but there's constant attacks from aliens you have constant breakdowns of equipment and you have boardings and you have all sorts of things and it's very easy to die Uh, and you've got certain characters which pretty much die the instant they're attacked, they happen to wear red shirts (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's got quirky little mechanics in it but it's, it kind of to me feels a little bit like a cross between um, like pandemic you're trying to um, cure things, in this case you're curing the ills of your uh, computer equipment and your um, vessel not the okay. ills of humanity yeah. uh, and it, it kind of feels like that with an almost FTL mechanic uh, um, uh, yeah, the kind of like the way the visual aesthetics are set up So, okay. and I should send you a link so that was a lot of fun for us we we failed again at that we, did, we spent an evening not winning games but uh, that, you know, that happens a lot when you play co
1: yeah I mean uh, that's kind of part of the fun of uh, co-op games is you can win together and you can fail together yeah I mean every time I played X time I failed so <laughs> the board game
0: I've never played that
1: that's a fun board game I
0: yeah, should give that a go.
1: Yeah, maybe I will bring that with me, perhaps. Yeah, I like uh yeah, visually it looks quite interesting. Yeah. Look it looks kind of retro. It
0: has that um, very stylized look about it, doesn't it?
1: Well also bright colours. Bright like, colours, simple like a 70s show. Yeah. Reminds me of like, was it Space 1999? With the, uh, for some reason all the women, I'm pretty sure it's that show, where all the women wore like these silver outfits, but they all had purple hair, for some reason. <laughs> Not really sure why. I don't know if they were supposed to be androids or something. Um, or maybe it was a, uh, a space, uh, directive, so you have to have purple hair in, in space. If you're a woman that okay. Yeah, you liked that, did you? That was
0: really good. I think we'll play that again next time. We we all kind of were, it was um, one of those nights that we wanted to just keep playing. We all wanted to play another round, but we didn't have time. So it's yeah, we, we kind of sadly have to had to call it a night.
1: But uh yeah. I was completely wrong Space 1999 9, has nobody in silverses. or all purple hair <laughs> uh, I was thinking of something else um, it must have been what was it? was it UFO? it was a UFO ok a 60's show called UFO yeah well that's BBC television always showing really old stuff yeah <laughs> they're actually pretty good I actually like those shows they're very dated, but yeah, I like them. So, what else have you been playing? That's
0: it. Oh, okay. Only had time for those two games.
1: Um, have you be Have you read anything? Well, no, because I've
0: spent all my time reading Firefly. Oh,
1: Firefly. Okay. Yeah. So, there is one thing uh, I read it was DC Universe Trail of Time. And it was a bit disappointing, to be honest. So, the stories oh, about We had so the stories about a bunch of evil wizards have used magic to split the world into two, uh, and they did this back in Arthurian Furia- Furyan times. Yeah. To and they did this to conquer Earth. Of course they did. So they made the sun red to nullify Superman's abilities so not very superman has to travel through hell with the help of uh... some good magic casters to undo their spells meanwhile every now and then you go to a bunch of cowboys who are doing cowboy stuff in cowboy times and superman basically does nothing really in the story and somehow they manage to make magic boring and the only thing they can think of for Ancient brain is the cliché Arthur Pendragon and Camelot. And pretty much everyone in the story I've never heard of. And it keeps flitting from one time to another, like I'm watching Cloud Atlas. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's easily the worst DC story I've ever read. I don't know what's going on. They keep moving from time to time with characters I don't care about or know about. Um, Superman does nothing and has no powers. And the magic's just boring stuff. Oh, we'll just move here and we'll go through there. Oh, we'll spy on these people. It's like, come on, it's magic. Do something with it. <laughs> Make fireballs. <laughs> Make some kind of attack. Do something. Do something. Oh. yeah so for a piece of entertainment this does the worst thing you could possibly do and become boring the story's boring I couldn't even finish it that's sad so yep that sucks it, I, I can't recommend this at all I was like don't don't, don't waste your time with this yeah it's not the only thing I've heard and I think that's about us done. Okay. So, so thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye everybody.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?